Hey, hey, how's it going? Oh my god, episode 40, episode 40. Um, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and for listening. Uh, a big part of, you know, the times changing and um, really like my music career looking nothing like uh, certainly a mentor of mine's music career that would have happened 30, 40 years ago. You know, it's strange adapting, it's strange figuring out what parts of the internet you enjoy partaking in, what part of the new age is for you, and, you know, what parts maybe you want to uh, resist and ignore and maybe try and preserve, you know, what once was and what used to be and hold up these old ideals and hold them sacred. But one of the cool things is the fact that there are so many podcasts and podcasts are a really convenient and easy and fun way to uh, share, share your work, um, and connect with other people. And it's literally my favorite thing. Um, like it, you know, if I could perform half of the year and go on tour and, you know, and then, um, or really not half the year, but just perform and do podcasts. Like I'd be freaking thrilled. It's so much fun. It's so, it's so easy in the best way. I do work hard at it and, you know, I invested in some gear and I'm trying to uh, get a better sound and got gifted some gear as well. So, you know, trying to make it sound and look professional. Um, we have the awesome uh, kind of, I don't know what you call it, logo or album art cover art for the podcast that my buddy Emily did. Um, so I'm very, I'm just so grateful and so freaking lucky uh, that I get to do this now. No one gave me permission. I, I did it myself, but it wouldn't be nearly half as fun if I didn't have you listening so thank you so much uh spread the word episode 40 oh my god thank you so much okay here we go so uh i went to see licorice pizza uh, there's a really cool movie theater here in Nashville that has only indie films and my buddy Mikey god bless him bought me a gift uh certificate for for the movie theater so we went we got all dressed up we had a great time uh we went first of all just this neighborhood is so cute Hillsboro and we went to a clothing store they were giving out little cake things we had a little cake thing and there's a wall with a bunch of lips and everyone takes pictures there and it's really cute so many people take pictures that someone just left a tripod for you to put your phone on and take pictures, you know, take like a selfie. So it's just there. Like it doesn't belong to anyone. Anyway, so we went to see Licorice Pizza. We just go in and it's like, oh, that's playing cool. Paul Thomas Anderson, great. And my God, is this a weird but beautiful movie? And I and I want to say weird. I want to resist any judgment. Um, it's a strange dynamic. The characters in the movie, the the girl who's played by the extremely talented musician Danielle Hyam or Chaim. Um, which happens to be my middle name, but uh, do you know Haim the band? They're incredible. Three sisters out of LA. Um, they're seriously just so good. Um, anyway, so Danielle Haim, this is like her big acting debut. She's like she's starring in it, and then um, uh, what's his name? Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman's, I believe. I think his son is also in the movie. So, uh. I didn't know any of this, like going in. I just watched it and I was like, holy shit. At the end, you see the credits. You're like, oh my God, that's Danielle. That, you know, that's her. Like, I've 
watched her music videos and stuff. You know, I've watched their music videos. So anyway, um, super cool movie, but she is playing a 25-year-old. The dude is playing a 15-year-old, and, like, there's stuff between, like, a romance between them. So it definitely messed with that whole, you know, kind of uncomfortable thing. Um, and then it was just, like, wildly long. There was no real plot, but kind of in a really fun way. There were moments, like, literally, half, like, more than a half hour before the movie ended where I was like, okay, like, it's about to end. You're about to see what it's going to be big, beautiful vintage letters because it's set in the 70s. It's going to say the end. Um, but that just, like, kept, like, not happening. I was like, I, I think it's a great place to end it. Um, and then, like, literally after that, you'd have, like, brand new characters get introduced. I mean, Sean Penn has an insane character. Uh, Bradley Cooper is a wild, play, just plays this wild, wild dude that's kind of like, you know, because Bradley Cooper really like that in real life. Like, I feel like he almost is. Um, but then, you know, after the cameras shut off. And then my favorite musician, who's also one of the best, I would say the best actor musician or musician actor, the best musician who could act is Tom Waits. And I could get away with saying that because he's in a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. He's in the Coen Brothers movie, Ballad of Buster Scruggs. And not only that, but he's also um, the Dark Knight, uh, Heath Ledger, uh, um, like he modeled batman after uh is it bat no it's the joker right it's the joke i've never watched any of those he modeled the joker after tom waits which is just so freaking cool we spoke about tom waits last week and but this is like right after i recorded and put out the podcast and then like oh my god there's tom waits just in this movie and i i, I went nuts i was so excited i wanted to like cheer i was like why aren't we all up on our feet cheering for tom waits but anyway freaking crazy movie like one of those wild like will i ever watch that again like, what was that? But kind of like, you know, the best way, like, all right, that's art. It makes you confused. And, you know, these conflicting, like, feelings. And, and, and you know, you have all these battling, like, archetypes that are battling with each other, you know. So that was, it was quite exciting, like, really an invigorating, thrilling film. And it's set, and it's just, like, the most beautiful, like, color and clothing and just the vibe. It's just so warm and nostalgic and pretty and beautiful and... Um, and we're just really wildly funny. Like I love movies that are just like, are just wildly funny, you know, in sometimes in such subtle ways, wildly hilarious. Um, uh, so that was fun anyway. Um, got to, uh, book, book, booked a couple more gigs, which I'm freaking excited about. I have a meeting tomorrow. Actually, by the time you, you heard this, it'll happen already with hopefully my future mastering engineer. So I could master my freaking album. I could master the album and get it out to you. Um, it's going to be a slow rollout. There's a lot of songs. I'm going to put out like a few songs at a time. I'm going to try to do it the right, quote unquote, the right way. I really want people to hear this. Um, yeah, it's just been fun. Um, and it's, it's like, I'm lucky to have some awesome friends and musician friends that are just like pushing me to put it out and encouraging me and, you know, answering my questions and, and, you know, we're having a grand old time. So I've got that meeting and hopefully it goes well and she'll be able to work with my budget and, uh, cause that's a big deal. Just, you know, working with the budget. Um, like that's another thing. If it's, it's a giant album and you kind of tend to like paper songs, it's like, here's a lot of songs. Can you do it for the amount of much less songs and yeah so that's where we're at but it, it is it is quite exciting um 
and I think I'm going to try to go back to New York. Um, I also want to fly. I have a, some stuff I want to do in Seattle. So I think I'm going to fly to Seattle soon. But I want to go back to New York and just like put together a bunch of um, content, as the kids say, uh, for the release of this record. Like just do a bunch of like shoots for like promo and press bullshit, whatever that is these days even. It's like not blogs anymore. It was blogs like a minute ago. And then I started getting on blogs and it's like, well, no one reads blogs anymore. So now it's something else. I don't know what it is, to be honest. Um, I'm barely sure if it's even TikTok anymore. And I've tried that and I'm actually not bad at it, but I really just hate it. So I'm not going to do it. It's weird. It's wild. I like being a musician, not, um, yeah. Anyway, I mean, TikTok's a beautiful thing for a lot of people. And that, that's, that's got like an amazing algorithm, you know, that, people think it's like just kids dancing it's like most of my tiktok is like inuit hunters like here like hunting a seal or a polar bear and like some dude living off the grid in the woods uh some girl like on the shore in alaska like talking about fossils like like that's most of my feed genuinely <laughs> like some dude up in ontario talking about trees like that's it and i barely on tiktok because it's just a nuisance to the brain but when i am on it it's just like oh yeah i have a great algorithm and then a couple of lovely musicians sprinkled in there but um anyway so yeah we got that going on which uh i i think yeah just being being held accountable to get the ball rolling i am excited uh i'm profoundly nervous i don't know if i've said this this plainly but this next album is my favorite album and I work kind of differently, I think, than most people. Like, I kind of um, maybe have more of an idea of what the next album is. The one after that, I mean, and then the one after that. Uh, maybe they're recorded already. I don't know. Uh, but I, I couldn't tell you if they were uh, legally under contract with myself. So, like, yeah, it's just a weird process. But th this next album is just, like, um, I, I would genuinely be, like, I'd I'd be so upset at myself if I didn't do everything to get behind it. So I think that's like one of my biggest like nerves is just like I really want to do this right. I want to just I want to I don't care what happens. I just want to be able to look myself in the mirror and say I put everything I could behind this thing. So in order to do that, like you got to be ready, and uh, I just ain't ready yet. But we're getting ready. So that that's the exciting part. I want to fly back to New York and do a bunch of stuff with some buddies and and. Yeah, get the ball rolling there. Um, okay. Uh, I've been watching the marvelous Mrs. Maisel again in anticipation for the new for the new season. Uh, have you have you watched that show? It's it's kind of wild. I've watched it like two three times, and it's just so funny. Every character in that show. Um, there's a lot of depth to the characters, like the main, like the, the, the main, like husband, I'm not going to give too much away, like the younger husband, his name is Joel. He's an incredible character because he's a proper asshole, but he's also charming and, and well, I shouldn't say charming, Char anyone that that's, that's like easy, right? To make the asshole charming. He's an asshole, but he's also super kind and loving. And there's something so cool about his character, so honest and so real. You know, people like to pretend that decisions are easy about certain people. And 
um, you know, we all, I think we all question like, how do people stay in such abusive relationships? You know, and the answer is because it's freaking complicated and, 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 you know, it's, it's really tricky. Um, and I wouldn't say like, I wouldn't label their relationship as toxic or, or whatever, but you know, he's, he's like, he does some things that are very, very not good in the show. This is fake. This is just characters, but it's incredible writing. Um, because he's, uh, he's, um, you know, you, you really love him and you feel his love and his empathy, but then also the lack thereof, you know, again, I just love, I love that. It's so cool. This ain't a black and white world anymore, man. Oh, man. It's colorful, more colorful than a thousand rainbows. More pretty than a Parisian sunset. song for you this is uh one of my favorite songs it's just this beautiful elaborate classic rock and roll song um but very slow um uh i think i mean this song could just describe itself but it's called brothers in arms by the incredible dire straits so uh here we go thank you so much for listening all right here we go These mist-covered mountains Are a home now for me But my home is the lowlands And always will be Someday you'll return to your valleys and your farms. You no longer burn to be brothers in arms. Through these fields of destruction Baptisms of fire I've watched all your suffering As the battles reached higher Though they did hurt me so bad In the fear and alarm You did not desert me To be brothers in arms There's so many different worlds So many different suns 
many times but there's something so special when a song plays you know at the right moment and it feels like the first time even if you've heard it you know 80 times or something but I was driving through the back roads um out behind New Paltz New York um kind of right you know below the Schwangunk mountain range which which I love I love it there so much I've been going there since I was a kid Minnewaska State Park and um and there's these beautiful kind of swampy fields. And if you don't know where you're going, you know, they feel like they go on forever. And you could, you know, take left down a dirt road and, you know, end up on a beautiful, beautiful little farm with a big red barn next to a creek. And you could really just get so lost. And I remember I was driving aimlessly with a friend and that song came on the radio and it's perfect, you know. You know those moments in life when you just you feel you feel you feel the air that you're breathing so strongly, so sacredly, and you know everything just falls perfectly into place. You're no longer performing. You're no longer lost. You know, you're just completely in touch with whatever it is that is life. And you know that 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 song's done it for me like multiple times. And you know, part of it is that incredible guitar playing by Mark Knopfler. Um, I mean, it's just like his his guitar playing on this song is, you could argue that that's the song. And for me, it, that was kind of the song. Um, but obviously the lyrics and the imagery is just perfect. Um, but there's something, there's something cool about, well, you know, I, I mean, I couldn't play his guitar parts if I tried. Um, actually, that's not true. I could, but uh, he just plays it so beautifully and, you know, uh, on his Gibson Les Paul without using a, a pick and it's just it's just insane I don't know if it's still up on YouTube but years ago there was this incredible version of him playing in front of this giant orchestra and I remember in that orchestra there's this one guy who I've seen like all over in these kind of rock and roll videos uh he must have been like the go-to tambourine player but he's just like uh you know eyes popping out of his head bald wearing a long black robe I think or maybe I'm making this up in my but you I mean he looked he just had this commanding demeanor and he would just hit that tambourine <laughs> like that was his job this giant orchestra and 
It was beautiful. I mean, he was playing it kind of with the intensity that the song calls calls for. <laughs> and I hate to laugh because, you know, I mean, tambourine adds so much. <laughs> he was just was so intense. Oh, my God. But beautiful, beautiful. And Mark Knopfler is just such a special and unique guitar player. Um, You know, uh, man, just those live recordings of, of Dire Straits. Um, doing, you know, Romeo and Juliet and uh, Espresso Love and obviously um, Sultan's a Swing. Uh, just incredible energy. And like, you know, there's something so cool about um, two two moments come to mind, but, but here specifically when, because London Town is like in the song, in the lyric of Sultan's a Swing and they're obviously in London because the crowd just goes nuts. Um, another great example, we've discussed this is, you know, Jersey girl, obviously Bruce doing it in New Jersey at MetLife stadium. I mean, just to hear New Jersey roaring, by the way, that's a Tom Waits song. Um, we've discussed this already, but so cool. Um, and then this, like, it's not actually in the song, but just, uh, the killers live at the Royal Albert hall in England. Um, they start, they open with human, which is such a cool song. And, um, and there's this moment like before the band like really kicks in and Brandon Flowers just screams like London and the crowd, it, like just the energy it, it makes, it just gives you such goosebumps like, all oh, right, that's what live music is. It's this exhilarating, transformative experience where you're all one and you're bursting through the atmosphere together. It's just one giant breath screaming in the orchestra. It's so beautiful. It's so exciting. Uh, and it's liberating, man. Like, it's just beautiful. Uh, you know, Jersey Girl, Bruce Springsteen live. It, I, that's got that same energy as well. Uh, just that energy, man. It's it's so exciting. And it makes you just jump right off, you know, off the ground and lifts you right up on your feet. So, so beautiful. Um, it's funny, like, that record, Brothers in Arms, is like one of the biggest, biggest selling records ever. But we kind of, like, don't... I feel like Dire Straits because they just have like a, I would almost say like they have a pretty uncontroversial story and then they broke up. So they're just one of the best bands ever and that's that. But, you know, there isn't this like mythology around it. Mark Knopfler is like a pretty tumble dude, you know, wasn't like, um, I don't know, just something about his persona, I guess. They're they're kind of not thought of. Their, their stardom almost goes unnoticed not in a bad way, I don't think, because their song, you know, their songs are not going anywhere. So, but, you know, Mark Knopfler could just walk down the street. And you wouldn't know who the hell he was. I, I would barely know, you know. Um, I just look for a sweet looking old man, you know, old bald man, um, you know, and ask him about his uh, brilliant guitar playing. So, um, I got contacted by some booking agent. I don't know. It's like half the people that, that, that reach out to you, half the emails you get are like weird robots, either from like people are just trying to spam, like, uh, scam you. Or it's like a weird startup of like some dude who like decided that like, I don't know, like he's figured out, you know, uh, up and coming musicians and all that. Like it's, it's quite strange. I don't know if you hear the freaking cat is meowing. I love this thing, but she won't shut up. Um, it's 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 almost two a.m. Like, come on, man, get get some sleep. Um, it's funny this cat like 
some moments she's like the cutest thing. Like she's, she'll, you know, I'll just be laying there and sitting on the couch and she'll just go right up to you and, you know, just fall asleep in your arms, tuck her little stupid face, you know, in, in like whatever the opposite of your elbow is right there, just in your arm, kind of curl right up in you and nuzzle and go to sleep. And she's like the most precious, cutest little creature. And you're like, I can't believe we're lucky enough to share this planet Earth with you. Thanks for being in our home. This is amazing. You know, I, it's such a privilege to give this creature a life. You know, they're such weird animals. They've evolved to be in our lives. They've evolved to be in our homes, especially the breed that she is. Uh, but then other times I'm like, man, like just, you know, could, do you need to like fucking run a marathon around the apartment at 3 a.m.? Like, you know. Um, but she's figuring her shit out and we'll see. But anyway, where were we? Oh, so, you know, you get these emails and half the time, I, mean, I try to respond. I try to, you know, cause I'm like ever the optimist, you know, maybe David Bowie's coming back from the dead saying, Hey, you're a genius. Let's go. Let's do this. You know? So you always got to be ready, man. But, um, like, so I got this email, like felt like a startup y type booking agent y thing, you know, whatever. So I filled it out. Um and they responded with, you know, well, your normal budget is too much money for us. But if you could do this, like if you could do you know, this X amount of money, uh we'll have, you know, there's a there's a brewery like whatever Cal in North Carolina, you know, you could play there, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna say yes, because I've moved to a new state. I gotta almost like repay my dues. I no longer can ask for the same amount of, amount of money that I've been getting. Well, I could, but I just want to be more open, and I'd love that opportunity. If it covers gas, like, great. So I might drive, like, literally six hours into North Carolina to play, like, a freaking brewery gig, which, in a way, like, I'm philosophically quite... Oh, man, we're getting a call. Hold on. Hold on. Hey. She's going nuts. Yeah, I'm doing a podcast. I'm so sorry. No, no, it's okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, she's... What? I'm so sorry. I know. I, I tried stopping her before. It's okay. Sorry. Try to get some sleep. Bye. Sorry, we're back. Um, so, you know, but there's this inner, uh, I don't know if it's ego or humility, but it's its like if someone asks you to play a gig, you get so excited. And you're just like, of course, you're asking me to play. Like, hell yeah. You know, like, um, so we'll, we'll see what happens with it. I, I haven't heard back. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll see. But may, maybe I'll like start running around and playing here and there and I don't know that 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 would be kind of fun um you know I, it'd be healthy I think get it get out there you know um I whatever I mean it would just be a privilege it's what I do best like I'm not good at most other things and I I, I like it so we'll, we'll see um yeah but uh so that was exciting just getting like because I I don't know. There's some beautiful towns out there, man, and like, especially places I've never gotten to play. Let's see, I, I've played in Asheville, North Carolina, Raleigh, but you know, for, for the most part, I haven't I haven't played too much around there. So that'd be cool. Um, all right, let's uh, let's do let's try Human by the Killers. Why not? 
Let's uh, let's see how it goes. I'm gonna also just do it finger style. It's late at night. We don't want to wake anybody. Let's you know we're we're gonna do it strumming. We're gonna do it strumming style. All right, let's try this. I did my best to notice when the call came down the line. Up to the platform of surrender. I was brought, but I was kind. Sometimes I get nervous when I see an open door. Close your eyes, clear your heart. Cut the cord. Are we human? Or are we dancers? My sign is vital. My hands are cold And I'm on my knees Looking for the answer Are we human? Or are we dancers? Pay my respects to grace and virtue Send my condolences to good Give my regards to soul and romance They always did the best they could And so long to devotion You taught me everything I know Wave goodbye, wish me well You gotta let me go Are we human? My sign is vital My hands are cold And I'm on my knees Looking for the answer Are we human? Or are we dancers? system be alright when you dream of home tonight there is no message we're receiving let me know is your heart still beating are we human or are we dancers a sign is vital Gotta let me know Are we human? Or are we dancers? My sign is vital My hands are cold And I'm on my knees Looking for the answer Are we human? Or are we dancers?
did it. Are we human? Oh my god. Sorry. Oh, I love that song so much. Um, and I don't know why it gets some hate, but I, I mean, I do know why. It's because it's a really freaking popular song that's got like quite an abstract and poetic um, verse. You know, I did my best to notice when the call came down the line up to the platform of surrender. I was brought, but I was kind. Sometimes I get nervous when I see an open door. Close your eyes, clear your heart, cut the cord. Pay my respects to grace and virtue, send my condolences to good. I mean, like, man, give my regards to soul and romance. They always did the best they could. So long to devotion. You taught me everything I know. Wave goodbye, wish me well. You gotta let me go. Are we human or are we dancer? Um, that's on the record, uh, what's called Day and Age, which is their third record, which in my opinion is like one of the most underrated killers records. Um, it's just got one of those like, you know, I mean, they're from Las Vegas. It's got one of those like, um, uh, like alien, you know, alien abduction vibes. Like it's so good. There's a, well, uh, it's not too far fetched. There's a song on it called Spaceman that's literally about being abducted by aliens and it's, as far as uh, alien abduction songs, it's I, I think it's the best one ever. It's just so good. Um, also, just killer live band. Um, that that song live. I mean, just opening up Royal Albert Hall with that song. It's just so cool, so exciting. Major, the chord A major, this guy reminds me of uh, New England. I can't tell you, like coastal New England. But um, man, so I, you know, I like to watch YouTube. Um, now, like you know, the YouTube algorithm is weird. I can't quite figure it out. Like, obviously, if you only search puppies, it's just going to only show you puppies, right? So it kind of just shows you what you're into. So, but I like using my history, so I like run back like a year. Like, what was I into a year ago? And it's like, oh right, Skip James is like. One of my favorite blues guitarists. You, you almost forget because they don't put it in front of you, which is one of the downsides of the internet. But who knows? It's it, it's strange. Maybe I wouldn't have known about Skip James without the inter internet. But anyway, lately they've been like showing me. Uh, there's this. I forget what it's called, but it's a real estate company up in Maine, like real rural Maine, like middle of nowhere Maine. Uh, is a real estate company where they're just like they sell uh, kind of you know, properties that are very remote, that are very hard to get to, you know, they're generally pretty cheap. And maybe there's a cabin, maybe there isn't, maybe there's like a shack, you know, usually there's like lakes or a number of lakes and there's streams and rivers and stuff. And, you know, access, like even just getting into the property is very difficult sometimes. Maybe there's a logging road, there's a snowmobile road, etc. But so it's been showing me in this like charming, like, you know, middle-aged dude and like a, you know, a Patagonia Parker or whatever. We'll, we'll, Parker will just be like out there like, oh, hello, folks. Today we're showing you, you know, 137 acres. And, and they kind of zoom out and show you the aerial like uh, photographs of the place in relation to the coast. And and I, I mean, it's man, it gets you. You're like, oh, I could I could. uh maybe save up some money and buy, buy like a, my own little piece of the wilderness up in Maine. And this is like, you know, you're up there, man. Like I, uh, the farthest, the farthest North I've ever been, 
I guess Bar, uh, Birch Harbor or something. I don't know, but and I, I've been up in like rural Maine. Actually, saw a moose um, with my buddy Nina like last year. That was so cool. We were just driving along and the moose was crossing. Um, that was very exciting. But you know, this is like up near Nova Scotia, up near Canada. You are out there in the boondocks, in the sticks. And Maine is a fascinating state, you know, like uh, they have all kinds of different laws, like uh, you're allowed to hunt anywhere, like there's no, I think their whole private property thing is kind of interesting, like a lot of these properties, you're effectively like leasing it from the logging company, and like you only really own the house, but you have, like you have dibs on the lease of like 200 acres around you, like this circumference around like your cabin or something, like pretty weird, you know, pretty interesting system they've got going out there um but anyway it's just so exciting like this stuff comes up and you're like oh i could buy a little cabin in maine and and it's funny you know it really like makes me re- re- uh, reckon with my like m- the suburbanite within me you know i think all my friends in the city just think like i'm a i'm a country boy and i love you know i just want to live out in the woods and then all my buddies from up you know in the woods on the farm and stuff like they're all like you're a city slicker like you know, and there's a truth to that, you know, the, I mean, the Bob Dylan line, I was always on the outside of whatever side there was, uh, you know, I mean, I've, I've discussed, I've talked about this a million times, but just growing up, I mean, uh, you know, in Hasidic Judaism, I was a weird kid who lived on a farm and then up on the farm, I was a weird Hasidic Jew, you know, I was always, always on the outside looking in and, you know, I always feel like that. And it's beautiful because you get to empath you get to empathize with like different people and you get to relate to different people and I think, you know, um, you get to like help people relate to one another because you're like, oh, I understand you and I understand you a little bit. So and here's like here's how maybe you guys could like have a a more effective dialogue, you know, and it could be something as practical as like a farmer has like trespassers and you're like trying to explain to trespassers like, hey, like you're from the city, you don't really understand that like. I know it's just an open field, but it's still private property, you know, just, and it, it gets more gnarly, but like, you know, you'll, you'll kind of act as a diplomat sometimes. Um, but I find that myself doing that, like with religion or, or, or politics or whatever, where anytime there's like a very specific side, I, I try to like, um, you know, see it from the other angle. And it's, yeah, I think it's maybe a little bit easier for me to do that because of the way I was, I was raised. Um, but, but back to what we're talking about, like the, uh, the, you know, the idea of, of like living off grid in, in Maine, like that's just insane to me. Like, you know, all of a sudden I go like, well, mate, I do love canoeing. I love the wilderness. I love being under the stars. But, you know, uh, I also really like, um, I like my local bar, <laughs> like my local bistro. I love Trader Joe's. I've uh, been to Whole Foods twice today, you know. So it's uh, all these like modern conveniences. I like my air conditioning and um, plus the flies get real nasty in the spring up there, but, um, anyway, so we'll see, maybe, maybe we'll buy a little property up in Maine, what the hell, that'd be cool someday, have like a little, uh, you know, a little compound, a recording studio, a podcast studio, a little office, and have a, run a little mini, like, farm, family, farm record label, kind of little headquarters, maybe the a small music venue on part of the farm, open up to do like small festivals and stuff and, you know, pump some money back into the local town, be like a healthy, effective, positive 
part of the local economy, something like really wholesome and lovely like that, you know, join up with some local, um, I, I, I'm like, I'm so freaking in love with like just small businesses and, and everyone is like, I, you are too, you know, it's, it's just like, um, there's this woman who makes candles up, up in New Paltz, um, and they're just like some of the most beautiful candles, you know, like, and, uh, I, I, I just have so much love for her and what she does. You know, I mean, it's, it's just incredible. So I, I was just talking, I was talking to someone today in Argentina who makes boots by hand, like, like bespoke handmade boots. Like, you know, this is like not a piece of like, like every part of it is just super high quality. Kind of the kind of boot that, you know, people spend like God knows how much on, you know, uh, certainly if it was like in the U S like probably a thousand bucks and just, you know, but like people were like, artisans and, and craftspeople and you know it's just uh i'm rambling now but um that would be cool man to like you know kind of uh have have a little farm i don't know if being as remote as like nova scotia like na maine that neighbors nova scotia i don't know if that's the way to go but somewhere somewhere pretty probably just end up in upstate new york you know it's hard to get far too far from home but anyway uh, this has been very lovely. Um, I I hope you're doing well. And uh, th yeah, this has been fun. Tell a friend. Um, let's just quickly, I want to make sure no friends of mine. Uh, by the way, new Pine Grove record. We've discussed this, but check it out. It's so freaking good. Um, and let's see. Any friends of mine put out new records? Um, I feel like yes, but I, the answer is no. no for now. Cause like I have so many friends about to put out some really cool records. So I'm excited to, to share all that with you. But, uh, right now we're all right. Um, okay. Uh, lots of love. Send me some, send me some music that you're listening to. Uh, cause you know, uh, I could use some new music. Uh, the, the song suggestion I will leave you with from the soundtrack of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel is T for two. Um, I like the blossom deary version it's so, so beautiful, so romantic. Um, check it out. Okay, lots of love. Bye-bye. Have a good week. Tell a friend. Spread the word. Okay, bye.